G'day everyone, welcome back to Porsche Talk Podcast. We skipped a week last week, but that's okay because we're going to catch up this week. Welcome, Ajmal, how are you? I'm good. Oh, I've just realised we don't we do not do music anymore. No, we look, I started it, I stopped it, I felt like I was running out of options, but we could bring it back if you want. Uh, I, we should probably should. You probably okay. should. For the next one, I'll we'll send you a song. Any listeners out there got any suggestions, please feel free to send through. Let's hear from the uh, listeners on what they want to hear. I don't know. It could be a bit weird. It's probably going to be, you know, our demographic is it's going to be it's going to be like heavy metal. I think you might be surprised, Ajmal, that our demographic, when they throw these songs up, you may know all the words. Oh, well, there's, there's, I used to work with a guy who um was into thrash metal okay yeah and we, we used to work night shifts and he used to play this stuff and i remember it just used to hurt my ears and it was you know it was like a lot of screaming sure and one day i you know i thought i'd try and find out a bit more and uh i said what's this band called and he said it was called prostitute disfigurement right. and uh and, and to me that was like i don't want to know anymore you don't want to you definitely don't want to be googling that no, no, never Googled it. I just, I stopped that. In fact, that was probably about 25 years ago. And this is the first time I've thought of that conversation since then. Well, I'll tell you so, something. So, yeah. I've got something more alarming than that. I've got a 10-year-old daughter, Ashmal. Who do you think the most influential musician in the world right now is to 10-year-old girls? Is it Taylor Swift or Ed Sheeran? It is Taylor Swift. Now... Why this is alarming is I was in Melbourne last week, away from home, and in the store that I was doing some work at, they had Taylor Swift playing, and I am by far the oldest person in the team there. And they said, one of the employees said, Mark, I'm surprised you know all the words to these songs. So I actually caught myself singing it whilst, just because I've been brainwashed by the amount of Taylor Swift that's been getting played in the car and around the house over the last uh, several months. No, we don't We don't get it uh, that we're, we're an Ed Sheeran house at the moment. So oh, we've, we've, we've done, done it, Sheeran. Nine. We've done it. We're Tay-Tay's now so we're, on the table. Yeah, we're we're kind of bordering into Tay-Tay at the moment, but not <laughs> quite in, so it's all Ed Sheeran. I walk into a shop. And it's playing in the background, and you're like, oh, and you get in the car and you're by yourself and you turn the radio on. Oh, let's do a bit of radio instead of Ed Sheeran. You turn it on and it's Ed Sheeran. Um, <laughs> so it's Ed Sheeran overload at the Got moment. It. Got it. But anyway, I, I don't what our listeners, I'm all three of them, I'm not saying that they listen to thrash metal by bands called Prostitute Disfigurement. Yes, um, good, good call. What yeah. I would what I, I'd like to uh, throw some locations out here and i'd like you to tell me what they might have in common ajma okay bahrain italy new zealand norway and singapore well i would have said formula one apart from new zealand new zealand what about norway Norway. has ever been an f1 race in norway not that i know of no interesting there probably has been but not in recent memory Yeah, okay. Well, they are the countries where our listeners have taken us to peak at the number one automotive podcast in those countries in the last month. What? That's amazing. Big shout out to our supporters in Bahrain, Italy, New Zealand, Norway, and Singapore. Who knew that it would only take three listeners to get to number one in those three categories in those countries? And that Spikes Car Radio. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly yeah Look, take that but i tell you where we're also very close i'm going to run some countries off here that it will uh tickle your fancy no doubt we're top oh. five in algeria northern africa nice. never been there austria denmark finland india ireland india yeah, yeah, yeah. India, Ireland. India. What with billions of people? That that can't, that can't be right. Let's see. Let me no. keep let, let me keep rolling. South Africa, Sweden, and Switzerland. Now, with India, oh look, 
out of all of these countries that I've rolled out, New Zealand is the only one that has English as their primary language. Oh. Okay. Well, uh, would you know what? We need to get to number one in India then. <laughs> I think if we get number one in India, we're retired. It's going to happen. If we're, if we're top five, let's do it. Look, we are really like we're, we're number six in Dubai as well. So I still have oh, the Arab Emirates. The reason I'm bringing that up is because this coming weekend is the Icons of Porsche event where I've decided not to attend, even though I was fortunate enough to be given the invitation with media accreditation due to our support in the Middle East for the podcast. Uh, and it's this weekend. Hang on, it's this weekend. It is. So the uh, like the Icons of Porsche event in Dubai is run by Porsche Middle East, and it is a Ren Sport style with a bit more road focus event, which they're expecting to have a very large um, number of attendees. I'm I'm curious to know how it will be going this weekend there with the floods they've had in Dubai in the last week which yeah. is um, very different to what it's like in Perth right now. Well, I'm going to just quickly jump to the Porsche Weather Channel. The It is oh, ah, well after 9pm in the evening. It is still 32 degrees outside, Ashmal. Wow. Yes, it is That's... pretty warm. Well, shockingly, I mean, you'll be stunned to hear that um, it's raining in England. No. Uh, yeah, but it's like Peter Kay, the comedian, said, it's that fine rain that soaks you through. We okay. call it spitting. Yeah, okay. it's called spit, it's spitting. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the event in Dubai, yeah, look, sad not to join it. And I'd just like to uh, shout out to Porsche Cars Middle East for the invitation. Appreciate it. And hopefully be able to take up that invitation next year. But a bit too much travel this last uh, quarter of the year I've had. And Got a bit of catching up to do at home, I'll be honest with you, Ajmal. Oh, I can understand that because, speaking of travelling, it's Tuesday today, I am going to Vegas on Friday. I feel like it's a week late. It, it is definitely a week late and I am... Um, <laughs> I've seen a meme going around on um, Instagram about the, the Formula 1 Grand Prix in Vegas that's just been, and it's... Do you know who Silla Black is? Yes. Yeah, so obviously for anyone who doesn't, she was a singer, a TV presenter, friend of the Beatles over here, died recently, but she was a, a, a big deal on British television. And she was on a television show called Surprise, Surprise, where they would surprise people with long lost relatives and God ah, knows yeah, what. Okay. Sure. And, and at the end of the show, she sang a song called Surprise, Surprise. It was having super cheesy 80s, 90s type television. Yeah, yeah. And... um but in but you know the incident with the manhole cover yes. on free. Yes. And so the meme going around is that the manhole cover comes off and she comes out of the out of the manhole <laughs> cover singing surprise, surprise. <laughs> and I mean all of the people that I know on Instagram who are in the US who've been putting this up, and I'm like, how do you know? I I messaged Lara, that Porsche girl, and I said, How did you know who Silla Black is? And she went, I don't know who that is, it's just a meme. <laughs> So I thought, all right, okay. That kind of makes sense now. Because I was thinking, why does everybody all over the world know who Silla Black is? Because I thought she was just a, a British thing, but yeah, okay. more famous than I thought. Yeah, it was <laughs> what it what it, it was nonetheless, look, we, we we're not a Formula One podcast, so we might uh, brush over the event later on in the uh in the in the show. Tell me what have you got planned for your trip in Vegas? Anything exciting outside of work? Well, you're there for a so week. So I get there on. Yeah, I'm there for yeah a week. Uh, so I get there on Friday evening. So I set off Friday late afternoon. Yep. Um, and it's an eleven hour flight, longest I've ever flown. Okay. You know, I don't like flying, <laughs> and and obviously you. I mean, being in Australia, you probably fly down to the shops, and it takes yeah, yeah. longer. Mm-hmm. But but <laughs> but it's so. And it's what eight hour, seven hour difference. So I get there in the evening. So time wise, it's like three hours later, but it's eleven hours later. Sure. 
And then uh, probably just go out for a few drinks. One of my colleagues gets there an hour before me. And then at the weekend, we're going, obviously, out and about. We'll probably go, there's a, uh, he's booked some restaurants and cocktail bars and stuff like that because it's his birthday that weekend. Yes. So we'll be taking it easy. But the things that I've been looking at are things like, you know, taking a drive out, hiring a car, or going to the Sphere. Sure. Now, the Sphere is like £250 each for, you know. But at the same time, I'm thinking, yeah, but how often do you get to go to Vegas, right? So should I not just do that? I don't. So I haven't technically planned a lot of things because during the week, it will just be full on work. Sure. And it's more of a a convention. It's networking. It's going to be just constant up until, you know, really late into, into the early hours, probably pretty much every night. So it'll be the weekend. I'll have to go and you know, yeah, uh, yeah. exploring. Um, so I, I, I haven't, I, I'd like some suggestions from listeners of the things to do in Vegas. Uh, not, not like the movie. What's it called? Hangover. Garcia thing? Oh, no, that's Ocean's Eleven. Denver. No, it's things to do in Denver when you're dead, isn't it? Oh, not sure. The, I want to look it up now. Tell me uh, the sphere. I didn't go. Wish I had a. It looks spectacular. Oh, look, they spent like $2 billion building the thing. That's reason enough to go, isn't it? No, that's mad. I mean, who's a, it's a, have you two got a residency there at the moment? Yeah, until, unless it's been extended to like March next year or something. Bloody hell. Re- you remember, yes, you remember, when, you, remember, when the, remember the world loved you two until they gave everyone a free record and then everyone hated them? It was um, it was the iPod, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the iPhone. Or I, yeah, <laughs> I got a brand new iPhone what two weeks ago, and sure enough, there's that U two album on it still. Right. So the, um, well, I I um, I remember I bought an iPod for my girlfriend, who's now my wife. Um, years ago, when it would have had that album, it was red, wasn't it? Was it red? Oh, I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. It was like a special edition. Oh, yes, 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 you're there. right. Yes, yes, the iPod itself was red. Yeah, and it had yeah. their, their etched their signature or something, yeah, something on the like back. that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I didn't know that this was going on. Yeah. But I thought, oh, she wants an iPod. I'll, I'll just go and get one. Okay, yeah, cool and one. I got it and I was half. Yeah, and I, and well, I just grabbed it, paid for it, and I was halfway out the door. And, and you know, when you look at it and go, and I remember in my head going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I took it back and exchanged it for a normal one. <laughs> do they, I don't even know if they that still was... make iPods, do they? No, they don't. Yeah, okay. Discontinued. So ours is one of the super old ones, you know, where you could, it had the, it had the wheel and then the small screen at the Got top. It. So not yeah, the yeah. mini. So the one that actually had a mechanical hard drive, not a... Um, yes, you could hear it spin not a, Yeah, not a solid yeah. state hard drive in it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and it's chrome on the back. Yeah. So we still have one of those. It's and it's that very one. So it's just under 20 years old, but it, it it's got the Christmas playlist on it. So it oh, comes out and yeah, sure. the dock. Yeah. Yep. And that dock, which it gets used for, you know, one week in the year, is still yeah, yeah. plugged into my stereo, my 1980s Pioneer stereo. <laughs> and it goes on there. And one day that drive is going to fail and it's going to need a tap on the back. To get it yep, going no again. doubt, no <laughs> doubt. So, uh, what, what any car news from your your end of town? What's tell us what's been going on? Is the nine nine six pack on the road now? There's there's quite a lot of car news. <laughs> Let's talk um, about it. So, so the last time we spoke, the nine nine six was you know up on car lift with bits yeah. chopped out of it. Yep, yep. Um, so it's now back together, welded up. You know, it's been through the MOT, so all of that's fine kind of i've had a couple of advisories mm-hmm. um but the uh so it's all fixed i i didn't end up changing the rear shock absorbers because I, I didn't have any money but they need doing um and also they you know i told you that they probably isn't going to need paint because um my guy jez was going to cut round. It, yeah uh, yeah i remember yeah, the spat, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spat mm-hmm. went. uh that didn't work out yeah and so he said look i'm not a spray shop but I'll just do it so it doesn't look horrific. I'll, I'll rattle can it. Yeah, got it. 
Well, no, not Rattle Cannon. He kind of he, he does have a compressor and stuff, but he, he, it's not his job. He doesn't do. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so he did it, and it's a slightly different color. Is it red? No, okay, it's just good. a different shade of silver. Yeah. Um, okay. But it it, it kind of looks okay, but it's going to need painting. So I'm if you, to if get you squint done. and stand a long way away, got it. Yeah. So it's and plus it's it's winter, right? So it's gonna all all of that's just gonna get caked in leaves and rotting leaves and whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah. But it works, um, and the front suspension uh, lower arms have been changed as well. Ooh. Um, so it's driving a lot better. And for the last week, I thought, you know what, it it, it isn't driving better. What's wrong with it? Um, and one of the tires is slowly deflating and i last night i was out and i thought i'll just go stop at the petrol station and inflate that and it was on seven psi <laughs> i've said it before i'm going to say it again you just don't deserve this car you don't appreciate it right you're not, you're not the first person to say that uh but the um so i filled i refilled the tire and it uh, turns out it drives a lot better so you know that's kind of, you know, advice of the day. Check your tire pressures. Um, and the big thing, what did it cost? Come on, throw the number out. So originally, I, I was quoted kind of two and a half grand, maybe. And I said three. And the last podcast, sorry. Yeah, you said three. Yep. And then, um, and remember, it was the four uh, jacking points. Sure. Uh, a little bit of sill section and uh, a little bit of floor yep, yep. Uh, on all four sides and mm, the mm. and the two lower arms and it ended up being 1800 pounds bargain uh so did that, me, include, did that include the can the rail can uh no it didn't so that what happened was another six pounds there um yeah. no he just he just said um that I thought it would be a, he said, I thought it would be a better match. So I won't charge you for that. And that would have been, an, <laughs> that would have been another 300 quid because it took him obviously a few hours to prep sure. it, paint it. He's doing it actually, the quality of the job is, is pretty good. It's, you know, it's got, it's, yep. it's polished up, it's blend, it's, it's kind of blown in smooth, but um, obviously it's a different, it's a different color. Sure. Yeah. Mm hmm. So all, that's a, that's a good outcome. Yeah. Look, you know, that was a lot less money than you anticipated. Than you anticipated. Which surprised me because yep. I felt like you were prepared for the to cop the hard the bushy end of the pineapple, so to speak. The um, um, yeah, I was, and, and I was gonna, you know, get have to like get a loan off my wife again. Uh, and uh, but as it turned out, you know, just I could just go into debt on my credit card. Yeah, well done. You bet. I'd, I'd suggest you uh, start looking for uh, more hours whilst you're networking in Las Vegas. I know. I need just a rich sponsor of some kind. Sugar Daddy? I don't know who that something, would be. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, just I don't know who that would be. I'll, I'll see if anybody knows of anybody I should, you know, hook up with. Not hook up with. Not hook up with. <laughs> meet up with. Yeah. Hook up with. <laughs> Man, what type of podcast is this, Ashmal? You're killing us here. I, uh, I, I was reading about, um, you know, I, I, I did a bit of Googling of things to do in Vegas. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things, articles that came up um, was about super gonorrhea. Super gonorrhea? <laughs> Is that what you just said? Super gonorrhea. Okay. Apparently it's a thing. Mm, okay. Um, and I, Now, I know it was a thing over in the UK, probably a couple of years ago, they were talking about it up in the north, you know, the super gonorrhea is going around. Um, it's not It's not like a superhero. <laughs> Is it, is this part of the Marvel franchise? <laughs> I've actually never heard of this before. Oh no, this this is this is this is, is library. This is DC. Gunner, yeah, okay. <laughs> Super Gunnery the return this time in Titchy. Um yeah. no. the uh, So I thought, hang on, why why am I why am I then I ended up reading the whole article? Why am I reading about Super Gunnery? Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like so, you had a yeah, different trip I, planned I, to Vegas to what I had. Okay. No, this all started because I was gonna meet someone who can sponsor my shenanigans with Porsches. Got it. Not hook up with. Yes, yes, correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, 
What about the 912? Has that done anything? Budged? Moved? Been started since no. the last podcast? No. Um, so, so the garage hasn't progressed because, you know, it's the buildings are, as you know, the buildings are uh, roofs on. Roofs on. Uh, so it's there's because it's a two and a half bay. So the half bay is getting the door fitted this week. Ah, uh, yes, okay. Which is kind of pointless because obviously it's open inside. Yes. Um, and I, I've had a few quotes for getting power up there. And how is this not all so done? How is this not all done at the same time when the pad was laid and stuff? That's right. I don't, I'm, I'm baffled by some of the, the this process that you've undertaken here. Like, I feel like. It's was this a high school project? No, no, because it was um slightly piecemeal. So I got a builder to do the groundworks. Now obviously he's put in channels where I can just feed the cable in and it comes up inside. I would suspect that how easily you've said this is not going to be as straightforward as the reality of feeding the cables through. No, because the problem is it's coming from our house and the house being 300 years old and being sort of 25 meters from the garage and yep and the and the the consumer unit is at the front of the house and obviously the garage is 25 meters past the house so it's about feeding it through the house not chopping into any 300 year old pieces of wood that are holding it up and then feeding it all the way up and then I don't really want to say this, but I'm going to say it is I have to future proof it in case we get an electric car or something. You need to put a supercharger up there. So might as well do it in one hit. Well, thanks for listening, um, everyone. It's been great this podcast while we've been uh, doing this, talking yep. about <laughs> this. Is, this is only, you know, just in case we have to sell the house and the next person wants an electric car, then uh, you're going to have to you run know, three phase to it, it though, Ashmal. Yes. You're going to need some serious. Uh, I, I suspect that you may have underestimated the caliber of uh, requirement for your power to the garage. Yes. So now, as it turns out, I'm probably just going to run an extension lead up there. Okay. Yep. That's more more in keeping with the expectation of myself and no doubt the listeners. Yeah. yeah it's going to look like, a, and and then it's going to double off as a washing line. Yeah, <laughs> good, good, good. Until you actually <laughs> drive something in through past it through the backyard that's taller and you just rip it out of the house and the garage and they both exactly. fall down. Yeah, got it. That's inevitable. <laughs> and it's going to happen. What are you doing about the floor? Have you done the floor yet? No, because, so you, I don't. I can't remember where we left when we spoke about it last, but you it's, need concrete, it's polished concrete. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to have to be urethane and not epoxy. Because the epoxy needs the floor to be roughed up, otherwise it peels off. Then, mm-hmm. because it's polished concrete, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rough it. Off. I'm not gonna sand it. Yep. So, yep. I'm going to etch it or whatever they call it. So, I'm gonna just polyurethane it and then just put a rug across the middle to absorb the inevitable oil leaks. Yep. Um, yep. And that's it. Yep. So the doors, we're kind of talking to a company, and they're gonna come and measure up. Um, so it's. Yeah, and then there's need the final layer of gravel or whatever it might be on uh, on the surface on the driveway because at the moment it's it's lime which is the base, so it needs a film on top of that. Yeah, it's terrible for your tires. Lime is. Yeah, the, the not only that, but there's parts of it because the the building stuff happened while the lime was down. Um, there's sand on there as well, and you yeah, know okay. I don't don't want. Sand on my newly welded nine nine six. Yeah. <laughs> the um. Well, here in Perth, the weekend just gone. The Porsche Club of Western Australia had their members' club day, which in the past has sort of been the concourse event, but they've renamed it due to the lack of interest in people wanting to prepare cars for concourse here. So it's now basically cars are members' cars are brought to the event, lined up in categories. I think the categories off memory were 48 to 73, 74 to 97, so the two air-cooled categories. Oh, right. Then 98 to current for water-cooled. Then there's SUVs and EVs. 
So, and in each category, it was open to the public or and all members just to vote for what they thought was the best car in each category. And then there was an overall as well. So look, it was a it was a pretty hot day. And I'm half conscious on this thing, but I still got sunburnt. And the oh. it was uh, it's quite exposed, but from it's quite convenient for me. It's literally two blocks over is where the event's hosted. So oh, nice. I, the car doesn't even get up to temperature, it just rolls down the hill into the park and <laughs> <laughs> the uh so no. it's nice nice and close. The Winner overall of the day was a new to Perth 356 T5, same model car as mine, except with a sunroof, whereas mine doesn't have a sunroof. And it was in a royal blue. It was a non-Porsche colour that the car had been repainted at some point in the relatively recent past because it was um, the paint was in extremely good condition. Overall, the car it was a left-hand drive car. It was very um, pretty, had a cork or beige interior, depending on what part of the world you came from as to what it was called, but it's the same colour nonetheless. Uh, and, yeah, it's a Nello, the guy who owns it, he owns a lot of classic cars and this is another one. And, uh, yeah, he was quite pleased with the uh, overall favourite car of the event. Oh, nice. Well, do you know, for some reason, talking of these, you know, uh, Classic Porsches and iconic cars. I, I don't know why, but it reminds me of um, yesterday when I was out for, for a walk. I saw a Renault 19 Shimad. I don't know what that is. is it, I think that's how it's pronounced. I don't know. I haven't seen one in so long, but it's basically a Renault 19. Now, did you have Renault 19s over in? If we did, I can't picture it. I'm going to look at it while you keep crapping on about it. So people called it a shamad over here, but I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, shamad. It looks like it should be a shamaday or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's ugly. It is. We did have these. All I think I, I reckon all six of them that ever came to Australia were probably no longer on the road. They were Renault nineteen was quite popular, and you never see one on the road. Um, but. I even when they were a thing, I never saw one on the road. You know, you saw one every now and again, and to see one, and I thought, why the hell does that still exist? I mean, well, surely that the Shamad sixteen valve punched out a whopping hundred and thirty-seven horsepower, which is not bad because the, the Renault nineteen sixteen valve was kind of okay. It's, um, they, there was a turbo as well, a Renault 19 turbo. I'm not sure if I ever saw one of those. Well, but I, I liked the, what was the rent? Because there were a few Renault turbos in the 80s, weren't there? Um, yeah, of course. Obviously, the GT turbo, Renault 5. But um, oh, what was the other one called? Was it Fuego? <laughs> yes. Fuego. Yes. Yes. Renault Fuego. Oh man, yeah. where, do you, where do you pull this stuff from? What else is what else are you between those ears of yours? I always like the look of those, but that was made in I think that was made in like partnership with somebody, wasn't it? Isuzu. That was it, yes. Um, and how, how's that how's that for pulling rubbish out of between your ears? <laughs> In fact, I even know that is a tragedy. The uh it's iconic yeah, I quite, iconic I quite uh, like 80s those. car, isn't it? Yeah, and it is so. They were. It is, and I I remember. You know, they they were. um, There was there were some neighbours. You know, some lads who used to live not too far away, and they were a big, you know, Renault people. Um, And one of them had a Renault eighteen turbo. Yeah. And what was the what was the other one that had the three? Um, they had the three studs in the wheel. Was it Renault 11? I have no idea. It's, we, we, we got hardly any of these types of cars come to Australia, Ajmal. Was it because it was back in the day? Yeah, and I think, you know, that's when we're talking 80s is peak Australian vehicle manufacturing. So, and really early days of um, Japanese-made cars that were rebadged under local branding and things like that, you know. 
Um, is, is it the um? Hang on, what was it? Oh no, it wasn't that. Um, there were some. There were quite a few cars where you know companies sort of um collaborated, but none of them were actually any good, were they? I mean, I don't understand because what was the one that was it? Alfa Romeo that did with Nissan. Look, if so, I'm, I don't know what car that is. If there, if that is the case. Well, I think what they did was they they did everything back to front. So the the Italians did the electrics and mechanicals, and Nissan did the engine, the the shape of it, and it ended up being the Nissan Cherry. So yeah, had it been the other way around, it could have been one of the great something. cars of all time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could have been a Nissan GDR. You know. It could have been a Nissan GDR drivetrain in something beautifully designed by um, Pininfarina. Exactly. Talking about classics. Talking about classics. I I was I was thinking about classics following the event on Sunday and was reminiscing about some of the great cars I've had the opportunity to get behind the wheel of through previous work I've done and through the video channel over the years and also, you know, through meeting people I have through this podcast. And I decided to make a list of the cars that I haven't yet but do want to drive, and I'm actually going to put them up with the aim to try and get a drive of each of these cars. Oh. What do you think about that? I think that's impressive. By the way, it was a Renault 12 I was thinking of. Okay. Um, (laughs) That's um, not on my list. uh, That's not on your list? No. Do you know what? If you you were able to get hold of one, um, I think that's a good idea because there's – God, the cars are becoming so expensive now, and there's none of that. You know, I was thinking, you know, like back in the day, great cars had come out, and then they'd have this massive dip in value. Yeah, everyone would get hold of them, ruin them. You know, like people have done to nine nine sixes, and uh, and then and then they come back up, and there's so few of them left. But obviously, the nine nine six example is they made so many, they're never going to run out. Yeah, um, yeah, but with but with you know, like um, even. Obviously, run a five G turbo stuff like that. You know that was everyday kind of thing. Yeah, the the Lancia Deltas, they rusted away. That was a different thing. But whereas now it's you know, if, you, if I think of the equivalent now, it's probably you know the GR stuff from like you you had the Yaris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But people haven't gone. Oh yeah, this is a cool thing, and it's going to have a dip in price. But those Yaris's are not going to have that dip in price. That will because everybody instantly. Yeah, people instantly knew what they were and what they were, what they're going to be. So everyone's gone. Oh, I want that. I'm not going to put any mileage on it. It's not going to go up to rack and ruin. I think um, the, so, new, the new the new one's about to get dropped, right? Mm-hmm. New, the new GA Yaris is about to drop, and it's going to the rally one. I think is going to be available only with a dual clutch, not as a manual. Is wow. the speculation is, is what I've read, and if that is the case, I think this could be. The new model might drop the value of the previous one. You reckon? Because the well, previous one, it will be manual. Yeah, you know, I know. everyone everyone talks about man, you know, manual uh, automatic now is faster. Uh, you know, it's used in racing, whatever it might be. But in, we all know that in years to come, people will go, "Oh yeah, but you can't find a manual, and they're the, they're the most desirable one." So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Look, I might be wrong. You want to? You want? Do you want me to talk through the cars on the list? Give me, give me the list. Yes, I've got one. Hang on, two, are they in three, any kind four, of order? Five, six. No, no, not not necessarily. Not in order of preference. If any of these cars ever the opportunity comes up to get behind the wheel, they're getting crossed off the list, and I'll find another car to put on the list. So I've got six cars here, right? Of which, okay, one, two, three, four are Porsches. No, okay, okay. Some hit me with the non Porsches first. For, okay, the first one that'll probably blow your mind. Ready? Is it Aston Martin Rapide? No. Mate, you're like a line reader. No, the um, 1920s Bentley Blower. You know, like the Le Mans winning thing from the 20s? What? There's one in Perth, and it has one Le Mans. Okay, so. No. Yeah, and the existing owner passed away, sadly, a couple of years ago now, but the car has stayed in Perth with the family. So. I feel like there's some attainability to this one. And I've always been fascinated by it because it's so big 
and the wheels are massive and they're outside the body and the shifter's outside the body. It's got a big blower on the front that's driven off the crank that's outside the car. You know, it's just something about it. Wait. I just Wait, you're saying the car that's attainable is the one-of-one one irreplaceable <laughs> yeah, iconic. No, it's not one-of-one. <laughs> Okay, look, it's one of because of one Le Mans, right? I get that, right? And yeah, it's one it, Le Mans. Yeah, it's probably it's the only one. <laughs> it's probably worth a dollar, right? So, and it's probably the only one in Australia. But uh, the only Le Mans winner, but it's not the only Bentley blower in Australia. Yeah. I think there's a few of those, right? Anyway, mm. that, that <laughs> there's there's my first non Porsche car, right? Okay. Again, I think I'm not saying it's going to happen next week, but I do feel that. With enough persistence and meeting the right people and greasing the right uh, arms, I think it's a it's something that could potentially happen. I've not driven in anger, just driven down the road. You know, that's all I'm interested in. I just mm. want to see a steering wheel that's bigger than a wheel diameter of your car is always a recipe for enjoyment. Yeah. Okay. True. So, there's one. The next non, the other non Porsche. <laughs> Yes. Bugatti EB110. So, so, so this, this list reminds me of doing a tape. Yeah. Now, you know the same rules of doing a tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, have you seen the movie or read the book High Fidelity? Yes, 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 yes. So, when he's doing the rules of doing a tape, you could, you go in high. Yeah, yeah. You go in really high. The second song, you turn it up higher. Which I've just done. And that's what you've done. <laughs> I know the rules, Ashmala. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So uh what made you go to that to that? Uh, when that car came out, I'm taking a punt here. I'm gonna say 95-ish. Maybe earlier, mm. maybe 90 around that anyway. Oh no, it'd be later than that. It'd be after 1990 because it was post F40. You know what I mean? It was like it was no, the, yeah, well, it was the car. You know what I mean? It was yep. a game changer. Four turbos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and styling, the whole thing about that car in that blue color, I, it was just, and the EV110 Supersport, the one that had the holes in the back intake type things, that whole thing, I was just, I couldn't believe it. It blew my mind. And I actually saw one in the flesh. Look at a picture of it. All right. Oh, you have? Yeah. It, there was one that came to Perth when the pro, it was like the production prototype for people to place orders. They want to buy one. So I have seen one in real life. It's not in, I don't know if there's any in Australia. But they've. Is it massive? Because I know it's 90s. No, it's so tiny. Me, it looks it's 80s. tiny. Really? Yeah. It's a little car. Like it is Countach little. Oh, wow. So that's the other non-portion list. And I, that one, I just don't know. I think if I'm somewhere overseas or an opportunity may or may not present itself, but I've been fascinated because the dash is a shocker. It looks like it was built by, you know, someone in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Which it was. Right? So the, you're, just, you're Googling the dash now, aren't you? I, I am. <laughs> and it had a timber dash too, right? So it was uh No, that's the thing. I remember the timber. Oh my god, it is <laughs> <I'd> forgotten. <laughs> but styling wise, I love them, right? So for me, it's just one of those cars. It was it was like I don't know if it ever was, but it was always talked about as being it's gonna be the fastest car in the world. I don't know if it was, I don't at, at any moment in time, but it was one of those world's greatest supercars for one minute, you know. Isn't that one of those where it was this amazing project that slowly got sort of chipped away, all the really cool stuff, like the XJ220, the Jaguar XJ220? No, you see, I, no this, this, it wasn't compromised, and that's why the company failed. It, had they done that, it would probably be still the same Bugatti cup ownership, right? But the guy was uh, was ruthless and didn't wouldn't compromise on anything. So they end up losing money on every it car, looked- you know? It looks like an 80s Jag on the inside. Doesn't look that modern. Uh, anyway, that's, I don't know. Oh, 80s Jag. I saw an XJ220 in Melbourne last week. What? In real life. First time ever. Silver. Yeah. Did they come in any other colour? I think I've seen a black one somewhere. 
Okay. But it was it's huge, isn't it? Because it was made to accommodate a V12, but it's got a V6. I'll tell I'll say I'll tell you this. I when I saw it, firstly, I never gave this car the credit it deserves. I always thought it's just another shit jag. Because there's a lot of shit jags, right? But there are yeah, but that company, they have made some absolute stunning examples of design and perfection, right? You know, I'm talking beautiful, beautiful motor cars. Yep. And I never really considered the Jag XJ220 in that realm. I thought it was just another shit design compromised Jag. Yep. But in the flesh, I'll eat my hat. That car is stunning. Is it worth a million dollars in Australia? Probably. It looks like it should be. It is incredible looking thing. The inside of it looks as bad as that EB110 dash you're just looking at. Yep. Right. Proper AC's dashboard. But as a product finished, the wheels, the intakes, the aero, the whole thing, it is a stunner. It is a great looking motor car. Well, it arrived during the sort of financial crash of the 80s, didn't it? And which is why it's so compromised. And the price when it first launched, obviously everybody cancelled their orders. Um, because it was, you know, because it didn't you know, have the V12. Well, but also the world economy was booming when it was unveiled to the world as a concept, and then because everything crashed, everyone cancelled their orders, and the price went through the floor. Um, and you know, the, that's the kind of car that you'll probably find this this someone's got a trashed um, uh, a trashed one somewhere in buried in a barn somewhere, but they're. Um, but for me, it was because um, my dad used to work at Jaguar cars yeah, right. yeah, yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. And it was on display in the factory um, and next to an E-Type. And obviously, to me, the E-Type is still, you know, Series 1. Oh, my God. It's still the car that you look at and go, that is amazing. Well, until, um, it, until so, the 220, I would have said the one of about three good-looking Jags was the E-Type. Series 1. Yeah. You know, mm. but man, this car was unreal in real life. I couldn't believe it. The I'll go back to what other cars I saw at that showroom shortly. I'll continue on to my list. Hang on, as the XG220 major list, or no, no, oh, right. Which actually, before we go on from that, what I don't understand is I would have understood if they ran with a six cylinder motor, if it was a production six cylinder motor at that time. But it's got a V6 mm. in it, not a straight six, which every other Jag had a straight yep. six in it. So they had to make, they yep. had to design and engineer this motor anyway. So why don't they, I don't get why they thought they were saving money by making it a six cylinder, not a 12 cylinder. Who yeah. knows? I mean, maybe they were already down the, the track of designing a V6, but or they or they borrowed it from somewhere. I yeah. see. I've, Could be a Monday. Yeah. yeah, okay. The um okay, the other cars. 2.7 RS. Correct. Mm-hmm. Seen plenty oh, of them. case of never, never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. Look, everyone who we, everyone who we rate as a, a person who knows what these cars are, thinks it's peak Porsche, don't they? That is true. So there's got to be something there, and I want to see what that is. Yep. Now it it may it may not meet my expectation, but it's on the list. This is a car. I'm I'm, I'm going. To, I actually think I'm in with half a chance on this car too, because I know I know of two of them in Australia who I actually have got either know the owner directly or someone who knows the owner directly who I've know well enough. Mm, okay, and so, I, so there's a chance. Yeah, and I and I do know very well an owner of one in Auckland, and I get over there semi-regularly anyway to New Zealand. So there's, I don't know, I feel like this is one that I may get to tick off the list. The next one, less likely. 993 GT2. Are there any in Australia? There's one in my neighbourhood. See, that is likely. Just go and knock on the door. I can't find where it lives. I've seen the car getting driven around. 
It's super highly strung. It's got the bolt-on guards and all that sort of stuff, you know. It's got the yep. G, and it's a genuine because there's, I think, four of them came to Australia. And, and it's in your neighbourhood. Yeah, the 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 um the guy that rebuilt the motor in my 356, he's actually serviced the car. So you tell him, ask him. Where does he's, this not, dude he's, live? he's not giving up that info. I have asked. Or oh, send a note via him. Send a note via him. Yeah, look, that. it's it's a pretty. The person isn't a member of any car clubs. He's not. He's not in the Porsche community anywhere. It's, and I've seen his wife driving it and stall it. Oh, I think it's a. It's probably that's probably because it's some international arms dealer or something keeping a low profile. I, I reckon. I reckon it's again one of those cars that came out that they couldn't sell. At the time, because it was so yeah, what expensive. year are we talking? That, that's that's mid nineties, isn't 96, it? Ninety six, early nineties. I reckon ninety six, something like that. Ninety seven. Yeah, so yeah, so it would have been right the right at the end. Production of the nine hundred three. Yeah. yeah, right at the end. Anyway, that's on the list. The not a chance ever, or very slim car. GT one, Strassen version. Oh, you you are. Going up there, see you've gone, you've gone to the peak, back down. This is classic. You've used the classic doing a tape rule. Well, the chance of getting behind the wheel of one of these twenty-five cars is low, right? Mm. I don't know anyone, or even have heard of anyone. There's none in Australia. There's none in any mm. collections. I don't know. I just we need to do. We need to go to. Stuttgart to the museum to sweet talk them and do your podcast from there and see they'll chuck his keys. It needs to, it needs to happen. They chuck the keys to Shmi of that car. He has driven the museum's car. Wow, wow! So that's amazing. Yeah. So that's that car, and the last one on the list. Any nine six two race car on a track. Well, I don't know if I'd enjoy that. I want to find out how hard and brutal the thing is. Yeah, I don't. Not not because of any other reason than I'm probably I'm probably thinking I'm not a good enough driver. Oh yeah, look, none of us are. No, but I mean to to really like go for it and then exploit it without going. Oh my god, I'm going to slam this into a wall. Yeah, I don't ever really think like that. I'm, I probably I think should. I'm a, I'm a I probably race should, right? But I don't. Yeah, see, I wouldn't think that if it was my own car of any kind. But if it's a really expensive car that belongs to somebody else, it's multi-million-dollar race car that they only made, yeah, a number of. Exactly, and there's a sweet spot where it sings and it's you know amazing to drive at, at you know at approaching something like the limit. Um, then you go, oh, that's probably not me. <laughs> I'd dri- give it a go. But All the drivers talk about how easy the car is to drive. By that mm. evolution, you know, by the time it got to 962. Well, that'd be interesting. What's a, what was one for? 956, I think, wasn't it? The 951, I can't remember, one of the two. The um, 956, I think it is, the car before it. That's the one they reckon is a handful. The one where your feet are in front of the front wheels. Yes. The um wow. So that's the that's the list, and it's going up on the wall. Is it is it laminated? No, it's not laminated. But I'll uh, I want to be I want to be able to redline it once I do. Well, it it kind of of, um, reminds me of that list that Ross Geller and friends has. It's his allowed list. Women he's allowed to have sex with that his girlfriend has agreed to. <laughs> and, just, and in the coffee shop, he bumps into Isabella Rossellini. <laughs> <laughs> she's on the list, is she? And, and he goes, "But well, she's not on the list because she, she's, she's not local. <laughs> <laughs> so he speaks to her and says, oh, you're, but you're not on my list. And, but you couldn't make the list, and she went. But it's laminated. <laughs> so uh, that's your allowed list. Now, what I would suggest here, 
Look, look, one of the reasons I've done this list is to give me some focus on trying to knock one off a year. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's and I think I'm tired. I'm overtired. <laughs> it's only two o'clock in the hour for you, three o'clock in the afternoon for you. <laughs> I know. I'm not sleeping well. So uh, firstly, before we go any further, if there's any listeners out there that can help me achieve any of these cars, don't hesitate in reaching out. Have you got one or two of them in the garage? Especially the Strassen version, the GT1 and the EB110. <laughs> I'll do them both on the same day. I could, just both. I could imagine somebody listening and going, do you know what? I think I've got one of those in the back. Let me go and check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's right i was wondering what was under that cover under all those boxes i put on top of it <laughs> exactly it's just like my wife said to me that because you know when the all that rust happens the 906 she said that'll be you you'll you, she wouldn't let me just put it in the garage because mm-hmm. she went in 10 years time you'll be like i used to have a 996 and, and then she said i'll be sat there going yeah it's still in the garage <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what I'd like, I'd like you to put together a list. It doesn't have to be Porsche. Well, it is Porsche talk. I'm sure there would be one or two on there. But if it's a Renault 12, sure, doesn't matter. But we want to hear, we want, we want to hear the why. We want to hear the what, why these cars are on your list. And listeners, let's hear your lists. Send through, send through any yep. anything potentially that could be on your list. And top six. You, if there's anything I've missed that you feel you're an idiot, Mark, this should be on your list. Let me know what it is. Well, it should be a run of Fuego table, is what it should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe, maybe I, I know be. what would be on there. I know one that would be on there. It would be an E-type. You never driven an E-type, Jack? Never, never been. No, never sat in one. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've I've been near them, sat on the hood of one, but I've well, never. So- actually driven one and i'm a little bit thinking that i'll be disappointed look a well-sorted e-type jag still a nice driving car and a shit one is just a shit one proper, yeah yeah and i think you know it was always the great cruiser but and it, but they had crazy numbers when it first launched i'm not convinced that those were real when you, you find know, out the hard way what was it what was it? A 3.8 liter straight six, wasn't it, when it first came out? Yep. And <laughs> the motor they was... couldn't kill at Jaguar. Yeah, exactly. It was so old and it, it was supposed to do 150 miles an hour and 0 to 60 in seven seconds. This is in 1960, what, 61? Yeah, big numbers. Um, and those are those are Le Mans winning numbers of the day. That that's nuts. So I don't know, but a sorted one, I'd love to have. I'd love to have a go in one. That's Irish. One. That's that's got to be an easy achievable there in the UK. Yeah, there's loads. I'm sure there's lots of them um, locally. I have seen some locally. Series one. Mm-hmm. There's a little cars and coffee that happens, which is you know just a stone's throw from my house, and they do a like a it's a classic car show. Yeah, um, for charity that they do, and there's there's always two or three there. Um, so I I, I should really um yeah if if anyone if anyone has one near me that'd be great. <laughs> I'd have to do a video though. Even if even if it's only for yourself, that is true. That is true. I, th- I think it's some of the great cars I've had the privilege of driving that I have no evidence other than my memories of and those memories fade with time so i'd love the opportunity i would love to have you know had some video footage of what it was like at that moment in time as a snapshot you know well i i mean the the what the the memory that really sticks for me is the first time i drove my 912 um and i just didn't anticipate well, obviously didn't have seatbelts but and it was left-hand drive, but I didn't anticipate how bad the brakes were. And I honestly, I thought I was going to go straight into a road, a main road. And you know where you go, you press the brake, nothing's happening. Press it harder, press it harder. <laughs> oh my God, still nothing's happening. And 
and then obviously the box turd was where I, you know, got nearly got arrested. Uh, <laughs> good times. Good times. Hey, um, the any events or anything coming up, or is it sort of everyone batting down the hatches now because it's uh, the shit winter's well and truly on the way? Uh, there's there's still sort of cars and coffee stuff happening, um, you know, because um, there's a brewery not far away from me that PJ does some. Yep, yeah, I've um, seen I've seen some of his posts of late. Yep. Yeah, so they're they're still happening. Um and I mean as long as it's not raining, I don't mind the cold. Yeah. Um and there's stuff I think happening. Is there stuff happening at Vista? I'm not sure there is. But there's there's still cars and coffees and stuff happening. Nothing major. The classic car show recently happened up at the NEC, um, which always sounds like a good event, but I've not been. Ah. Um which I could easily, you know. It's in Birmingham, so it's not far away. Um, but other than that, I think I'm I'm more I'm doing a ton of DIY at the moment. I've um work is a bit crazy. I'm doing the Vegas thing. And then once I come back from that, I think I'll be done for the year. Yeah, fair cop, fair cop. I understand the year is uh yeah, been pretty brutal. The last week when I was in Melbourne, I did see some amazing cars at Dutton Garage, which is a High profile um, car dealership has a lovely cafe inside it. It's sort of a bit of a meeting place for car enthusiasts because it opens at seven in the morning for breakfast. The cafe there and it's in the showroom. Oh, wow. the, the cafe is okay. And um, aside from the XJ220, like last time I was there, there was a um, Maserati MC12, you know, the Enzo oh, wow. thing. And um, yeah. to give it like there's some amazing long hood Porsches. Yeah, there's a soft window targa, which I know you are not a big fan of, but the it was a um it was a pretty it was a pretty interesting um car to see in the flesh. There's a stunning Citron DS Cabriolet. Like this thing looks like your lounge. It is just such a pretty car. And that was that was actually parked next to I think that was that was next to the XJ220. And almost as good looking you know what i mean it was that's such an iconic yeah especially a convertible you know it's just such a pretty car there was a pagani wire which is the thing just looked like a spaceship you know aliens are just playing wait 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 wind back a bit the ds convertible Mm. i think that has the and clarkson said this as well uh, but I I agree because that's what it looks like. But uh, the DS convertible, you can't be sat in the back of one of those without looking like a dictator. <laughs> you just can't, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, North Africa. Maybe that's why we're popular in Algeria. I don't know. The um, and uh, where where all, what other cars were really stood out? There's a stunning 356 pre A, so a really early one in there, in like a really dark red. You know, bent window one. It was yeah, just absolute plum that three fifty six is, and yeah, there's just some absolute amazing motor cars in there. There's a good balance of modern and classic. I think there's an F forty in there, which they never you never get sick of looking at those, right? And you never do. I know that when you see one of those in the flesh, it's it's not. Like I don't feel like it's a beautiful thing to look at, but you can't stop looking at it. It's purposeful. Yeah, it's just portioned so well, and you you look at it and you go, "Wow!" It's it's for me. If Mark, you've got a choice of one Ferrari, that's the one. Oh God, yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. Short wheelbase California is high on the list. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> the um, the F forty for me is you know just yeah such an exciting motor car, and uh, there was a nine nine three RS. Which, wow. Yeah, pretty rare and unique. And there's also a 993 Turbo S, and they are also really rare. So oh, why you never see those? And like, it's like $900,000, Ajmal. That's like £450,000 they're asking for this car. That's nuts. Oh, my God. But, oh, speaking of, you know, seeing something absolutely beautiful. Yes. Um, I saw uh, on Friday 
didn't even know this existed, but it was a beige-colored 964. And I wanted to stop and go back. It was like Magnolia. I wanted really? to stop and go back, but I was in a rush to get somewhere. It was parked in a um, a, a local village just on the high streets. Where was And beige. So if beige, yeah, full-on beige Magnolia kind of yeah. So whoever owns it, um, yeah, I want to see a picture of it again. Well done. That, it just blew my mind. Um, oh yeah, before um, we finish and before I forget. Um, anyone who's listening in India, message us. Yeah, do so. Reach out to us. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we need we need more. We want to get to number one. And that would be stunning. Oh yeah, for sure. So we yeah we want to be the podcast of choice on the subcontinent. Yes, absolutely. And give the continent the content it deserves. Yes. Do you know the, the classic car scene in India must be huge because, you know, the there was an episode of Top Gear with Clarkson, May and Hammond where they went to India and it was all a bit slapstick and sure. silly. Um, although Hammond had a very nice Mini Cooper mm-hmm. uh, that he took. But there were a few, you know, they saw a few car collectors and some of the collections were stunning. And the thing is, in a hot country like in Australia, you know, you you get those things where people can have something, and it's not destroyed every time you go out. Oh, I don't, looking, if the king of of uh, or the crown prince of Brunei is anything to go by, you know, the lunatic that had all the cars and had yes. Ferrari custom making although all those cars, once the um, climate controls because of the humidity. Stopped oh, yeah. working. The cars pretty much went to shit pretty quickly. Yeah. So it would be so comparable. Oh, like India's a big country, though. You've got right up the north there. The weather's that dry, and you know that's true. So look, yeah, maybe maybe we we need to hunt down some content in India. Yeah. I want to see. I want to hear about what the 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 car scene, especially the Porsche scene, is. In places like India and the you know Bahrain, Bahrain's going to be a bit different. Yeah, really. Yeah, they both um, they both they both probably have majority Hindu populations. See, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm embarrassed to admit that I don't I don't know much about religious distribution of people. Religious sure. distribution of people. I understand what I understand your intent with what you're saying. The um the other the other places who I'd like to really hear about is I want to know about the Porsche scene in Finland that isn't up north ice driving. I want to know what happens in southern Finland. They build they build some great rally drivers, don't they? They do, don't they? Yeah. So they must the term flying Finn was isn't about flipper. It's about yep. car driving, right? So I'd love to know what the actual car thing. You never hear about it. Why isn't there? Don't they do a thing where, like, you can just get any old car, but it it can't be worth more than something like a thousand pounds, and then, um, and anyone could drive in races. So it's normally, um, you know, fourteen year old kids or whatever to fifty year old. Housewife, yeah. and they do something to keep it so someone's not, you know, just spending loads of money on their car. I think at the end of the race, you can just go and offer a thousand pounds for any other car. What? And they know. have to sell it to you. What? It's something I, I saw. I've read an article somewhere. Well, we look. We're in, and- we're in the top five of automotive podcasts in Finland in the last month. Let's hear from someone in Finland. Let's hear about the scene. Yes. Tell us, please. Yeah. I, I want to know about it. Yeah. I'm fascinated. Yeah. Mika Hakkinen, I know you're listening. <laughs> Mika, Tell us about it. He lives in Monaco. We're getting no oh, traction in Monaco. Not. Surely not. Where's Kimi Raikkonen from? Monaco. Don't they all live in Monaco? 
and work in Milton Keynes. Isn't that how it works? That's probably uh, Milton Keynes or Brackley or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere out there. <laughs> and we know what. Um, interesting, I mentioned Finland. How many great rally drivers come out of Ireland? Well, there's been tons. It's a big rally scene over there, right? I'm trying to think of the most famous one. Who's the most famous Irish rally driver? I have no idea. It's your backyard. Yeah, I know. I can only think of Formula One drivers. Eddie Irvine. Yeah, okay. And then, you know, Colin McRae from Scotland. Scotland, yeah. The one no one understood when he spoke. The... I know. I think it's a, a total legend, though. Yeah. Hey, um, let's call it. Let's call it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please reach out to us. We've had plenty of questions for you guys out there. I'd love to hear your dream list of cars to drive that you think you may be in with a squillionth of a chance of ever driving. That, that's yeah, that's what I want to list. And and they've got to be in a they've got a in the list the order has got to be doing a tape order like mine was, yeah. It's going high, yeah, go on, turn it up a notch, yeah. then down and build slowly back up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good catch up again, Ajmal. Everyone, please follow um, Ajmal's um, social media. He's at Flat Cap Driver. I'm at Mark and Cars. Drop us a drop us a line anytime. Hope you're listening to this while you're driving. And if you want to watch it, I'll include a link for the YouTube as well. You want to see a couple of balding middle-aged men crap on in the studies. This is your video. I'm not wearing my flat cap. Oh. Damn. Can you can you edit? I'll see what I can do. And can you like, you know, CGI it in? <laughs> I'll ask, I'll, I'll ask chat GPT to do it, okay? Yes, Jenny Allen. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for the next one. Talk soon.